and welcome to At the Window with Dementia. I'm Laura Banner, and I'm your host. Well, it's a dreary, rainy day here in North Georgia, and as I sit at home and I think about different topics to discuss during this podcast, the obvious one seems to be, what kind of activities can you do with your loved one who has some type of memory impairment or dementia? especially on days when going outside for a walk or perhaps even going for a drive is really not a good option. Well, a lot of people assume that when someone has dementia, that they're really limited in what they can do. And I'll say to a degree, that's correct. But it doesn't mean that they're not able to do anything. Everybody likes to feel involved and feel productive People like to engage in activities where they feel a sense of being successful. And I wanted to take some time today and talk about some activities to consider to do with your loved one so that it will not only create a good memory and perhaps bring along some laughs and enjoyment, but also foster a sense of success and help someone's self-esteem in a time when they probably are questioning a lot of their own abilities. So what kind of things can you do with someone who perhaps has some type of memory impairment? Well, I would tell you this. First, consider the individual, because not all activities are going to be successful with each individual. And that makes sense, because if you consider the general public... No two people enjoy identical activities. So I would suggest that you look back on what type of profession your loved one previously was engaged in, what kind of hobbies they like to be uh, involved with. What was their interest? What brought them pleasure? How did they enjoy spending their time? So for example... During our most recent support group conversation, this topic came up, and one of the members of the group suggested that the loved one taps into a previous profession, and I thought that was a brilliant idea. So, for example, if your loved one was a teacher, then perhaps bring out some different activities that will tap into that skill set. Maybe you can bring out some workbooks or chalk and a chalkboard or a a white erase board, if you will. Something that allows them to have their hands on some familiar tools, things they used to use when they were in their professional life. The example that was used in our group was someone who previously was in the construction industry and this particular person could maneuver any type of large construction vehicle. He could build anything. So when you start thinking about that profession, really the types of activities are almost endless. You could do things like go and buy some toys, some toys that reflect that profession, maybe a dump truck or some building uh, tools and materials Things that they could just instinctually do, perhaps not the way they used to do them, but something that will turn on that procedural memory, that memory that we do subconsciously. 
Maybe it's a hammer and nails on, on some wood, or perhaps it's a paintbrush uh, on a canvas. Something, something that allows them to do things that they previously enjoyed. Doesn't matter if they don't follow your instructions, as long as they're safe. We just want them to engage. Another thing that you can do to have them participate in some activities would be to think about some chores around the household. Well, the obvious ones are folding clothes, folding towels, doing the dishes. But how about things like organizing a drawer or separating different, um, say, buttons or different pictures if, if you want to put together a photo album? That might be something that can be done in several different sessions. One of the things I like to tell people to try to do with photo albums is, you know, when we think about having a loved one go through a photo album, I think that we might be approaching it the wrong way. I think a lot of people go through page after page and say, who is this? Do you remember who that person is? How are they related to you? I think we should be looking at it from a different angle. I think that we should have our loved one pick a picture, and then we should try to engage in a conversation. Something like, why was this particular picture taken? What was so memorable or what was so special about the event that you wanted to capture this memory by taking a picture? Maybe the pictures of a party or graduation or someone all dressed up. Maybe it's someone playing in the backyard Maybe it's a gathering of, you know, a few different members of a particular family. And see what your loved one says. So not only will this have them engage in a conversation, but it's also tapping into their long-term memory. And the long-term memory is the memory that is preserved much longer than short-term memory, which is the quickest to go. So try using a photo album, but like I said, approaching it from a different perspective than who is this person. Another thing you can think about doing is playing games. Now, a lot of people say, well, they don't remember the rules. It's just a futile effort. But who says we have to play games by the rules the way they're written? Maybe a new set of rules can be uh, determined. Maybe you can pull out a deck of cards and play war or some other game, maybe even a game that you and your loved one make up. The point is, we don't want people to be stagnant. We want to create engagement. At the same time, not only do we want to have them be involved in activities, but we want them to feel good. We want them to feel that they're part of the group, not the outlier. We want them to feel that they can be part of an event where people laugh and people connect and memories are made. Because that's really what it's all about, is treasuring the time that we have and making memories that will live on, possibly long beyond that of our loved one.
or maybe even beyond that of our life. So think outside the box. Don't think about activities in the traditional sense. When the weather permits, go outside. And if your loved one enjoys having their hands in the dirt, garden, plant, do things outside. Engage in in different activities out in nature. There's something so revitalizing about being outside in the fresh air, the open surroundings. It's good for our, our mood. It's good to keep us healthy, to get that good fresh air. And it's a change of environment. Not the type of change I tell you to avoid because we don't want it to be disorienting, but it gets them outside. A different view, not the same four walls. And it's important because as you go about exploring these new activities, you might stumble upon something that I haven't even suggested. Some new activity, some new adventure between you and your loved one. Something that puts a smile on both of your faces. Something that's worth repeating. And something that you can reflect on at the end of the day and say, you know what, that was time well spent. We both enjoyed it. Yes, it's true, folding towels, doing dishes. Yeah, that's effective. But let's face it. We all get tired of those types of activities. I'm sure that the person that you're asking to do it gets tired of it as well. So again, think outside the box. If you come up with something fantastic, please share it with us. I would love to go ahead and share it with this audience. You can always reach me through my email. My email is laura at compassionateeducation.com. I have to share with you, I've been hearing from some distant listeners recently that are telling me how this podcast has sparked an interest for them within the world of dementia. And some of the things that they are doing are just absolutely outstanding. And I'm so excited that in some small way, this podcast has started a movement of people thinking about things that they hadn't thought about before, including how we look at people with dementia. Anyway, if you don't subscribe to my podcast, please do so, so you're notified with the release of every new episode. I would love for you to. I release new episodes every Tuesday. Please leave a review as well. You can always check me out on our website, That's CompassionateEducation.com. We've got a lot of new things going on there, so please, if you haven't been at it recently, check it out. Follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Compassionate Education Dementia, and you can also find us on Instagram. My handle, at Compassionate underscore Education. There's a lot of new things that we have out there for caregivers, including the Caregiver Survival Guide and the recently released book, Looking Through the Window at Dementia. But there's also different items that you might find as a caregiver are helpful for you and your loved one. There's a lot of free information on that website as well. Different activities that you and your loved one can engage in. Keep those connections strong. Anyway, like I said, I'd love to hear from you. So please reach out, send me an email. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. 
I really enjoy speaking with all of you. I hope you all have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.